Acts chapter number 26. Uh, this is sermon number four for me today, so um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm not going to be very long tonight. Um, uh, some of you do not believe me when I say that, uh, but I am going to give you proof right now. I only have three points tonight. And so, uh, see, see, I'm, uh, y'all are going to have to check up on your... Hey, no murmuring amongst the people, okay? Okay, I know I missed the song service tonight, but, but things are already getting out of hand. Uh, uh, I, I cut things off a little short this morning so I could get across town, and now I'm, I'm cutting I got, you know, but as my, I mentioned that to my wife uh, this afternoon, and her being the encouragement she is to me, uh, she said, that don't matter. She says, it's your introduction and your conclusion. Uh, those, those, those are the two that, that, that carries it. And so um, I'm praying that she gets right tonight during the altar call. But it's wonderful to be a part of the work of God. Uh, there's nothing like the church. Uh, there's no organization like the church. There's no group of people like the church. And it's exciting to see what uh, God does in the church, and I'm certainly looking forward to uh, what God does in the days ahead. Exciting times uh, for our church, and uh, you determine to be faithful. Acts 26, this morning, uh, we begin reading in verse number 13. We read down to verse 18. Tonight, we're going to read uh, verses 13 through 16, and then we are going to skip down to verse number 22. And just to refresh your memory, and this will help me because um, a lot has happened since the last time I preached to you this morning, uh, Paul uh, is imprisoned. Paul is, uh, has been taken into captivity. We've seen the ministry of Paul, how God has used him, uh, how God, we know how God is continuing to use him. And so uh, he thinks he's going to, he, he's been praying for God to let him to go to Rome, and God is going to allow him to do that, but he's going to go by way of prison. Uh, maybe not the way that he imagined going. And that's just a reminder for you and I, God always has a plan. He just may not do it the way you and I would do it, but he always has a plan. And so uh, he is now uh, in front of uh, Agrippa, and he's giving testimony to Agrippa. And as Paul always does in his defense of the charges against him, he defends himself by giving his testimony by talking about how the Lord saved him, and the Lord set him on his way to serve him. So read with me in verse number 13. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, of those things into which I will appear unto thee. Now skip down to verse number uh, 22. This morning our text was verse 18, and now in verse number 20, uh, what's, 21. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both the small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people. 
and to the Gentiles. This evening, I want to take this passage of Scripture, and I want us to take verse 22, but I also want us to see in verse 16, uh, we're going to tie these, the, this passage together this evening. I want to preach just for a few minutes on this subject, what you will need to fulfill the purpose and ministry in your life. What will you need to fulfill the purpose and ministry in your life? Father, I pray that you'll uh, help us the time we have remaining. I pray that the Word of God uh, would be powerful to us. I pray the Word of God would be real to us. I pray there'll be a help to us this evening. Father, many have needs they're thinking about tonight. Many have burdens they're thinking about. I think of several with upcoming uh, surgeries and procedures coming, Father. I know that has the way heavy on them. I pray that uh, that you would just uh, work in those situations. But tonight, for this a few minutes of time, as we look into the Scripture, I pray that uh, you'll allow the Word of God to be a help to us, the Holy Spirit to teach us, instruct us. May we be willing to uh, take some Bible principles and incorporate them into our life uh, so that we might be faithful, that we may finish our course as the Apostle Paul did. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The Apostle Paul, of course, as I've already mentioned, he gives his testimony to the king and how he was on that road to Damascus and uh, he met the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, what a unique experience it was with the, the blinding light and, and then the Lord Jesus actually speaking to him and explained to him who he was and as he accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, which uh, for anybody, that's, that's the greatest thing that could ever happen. Uh, but, it, you know, being saved is is even beyond sometimes what we even comprehend, the, the greatness of salvation, and not just the fact that God would save us being sinners and save us out of our sins, but once He saves us, He gives us a, a purpose. He gives us something to do for Him. He gives us a way to serve Him. Think about that. It would be good enough if He just saved us. And the Apostle Paul here, of course, he was Saul, uh, that persecutor Saul, that Christian killer, and he met the Lord Jesus. And for God to save him is just another testimony, another reminder that God will save anybody. And let me encourage you, friend, tonight, if you know somebody who's lost and you say, well, they're just living in a horrible sin and they're, they're not doing they've gone so far that, that, that they're blinded in their sin, God would never save them. Uh, save them. Well, Paul is an example of God will save anybody. And God can reach down and save anyone. And that would be wonderful. And that would be great if that's all it was. But God, and Paul gives testimony here that after he saved him, in verse 16, he then says, but rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. God says, I've saved, Jesus said, I've saved you. Now get up, get on your feet. And let me tell you what I've got for you. And friend, if you're here tonight and you're saved, how many of you are saved tonight? You fit in that category. And how many of you are, are, are still kicking tonight? You're alive tonight. Okay. Fewer people raised their hand right then than the first time. But uh, if, if, you, if you are saved and you're, and, you're, and you're still breathing, at the moment you got saved, God had a work for you to do. And that's why I love the church. I love the church because you can get encouragement in the church. I love the church because you get help in the church. I love the church because it's a time where brothers and sisters in Christ can see each other and fellowship with one another. But I love the church because God has designed that for a way that we can serve Him through the church. We can do something for Him through His church. And He sends, tells Paul, now I have something for you to do. Aren't you 
you thankful for the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ? <clears throat> but aren't you also thankful that, <clears throat> that he would let us serve him? He would give us something to do for him? And let me just say, every member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church is important to the cause of Christ. Every member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church is important to God. Every member of Emmanuel Baptist Church has something in some way that they can contribute to the cause of Christ that only they can contribute. Friend, do not let the devil discourage you and let, do not let the devil lie to you and say, well, you're not as important as another member there. You don't do what, what brother so-and-so does or sister so-and-so does. Matter of fact, if you didn't even go back, nobody would even notice. Don't listen to that lie of the devil. You are important. God saved you from a devil's hell, but he leaves you here so that you can serve him so that you can earn crowns to lay at his feet one day, so that you can use your life to point others to him. What a wonderful... If there's a church like the Emmanuel Baptist Church that is pursuing sinners and preaching the gospel and sending out missionaries and starting churches, I'd want to just be part of that to drop my tithe in every week so I can invest in the work of God. I'd want to be part of that just so I can be a part of what, what God is doing. And if I can just hang on and just, and, just, and just ride this ride as long as God is part of it, that would be a wonderful thing because I get to be involved in the work of God. Every one of the members of this church, we're important. You're important. Say, well, pastor, I can't do what somebody else could do. God has a purpose for you. Say, well, before, I, before my health changed, I was the one who could go out and work a bus route and bring, and now I can't do that. God might want you to be the person who comes to his throne every day on behalf of his church. On behalf of the pastor, behalf of people, that, that's a purpose that you can fulfill. Well, I couldn't do what, what other people can do. God has something for you. What a rejoice in that. Well, what I, God has for me to do is a little thing. Friend, there is no little in the work of God. There is no useless in the work of God. Paul, he is told, I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. This is what I want for you. Now, I, I've taught you, and, and I'll reiterate, I don't believe in, in, in this false salvation of the purpose-driven life that teaches if you find your purpose, that's your relationship with Christ. That's not your relationship with Christ. Salvation through, through the grace of God, that's our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But that does not say God doesn't have a purpose for us. It's just that purpose is not our relationship because I have a relationship, I can fulfill my purpose. I can fulfill the will that God has for my life. He says, now I have a purpose for thee. Notice your Bible, verse 16. To make thee a minister and a witness. Minister to meet the needs. This is what that word is talking about. To meet the needs of people spiritually. To minister to them. To be a servant to them. To be a help to them. To be a witness is just what you think be a witness is. To tell them of the gospel. To tell them of the grace of God. This is the purpose that I've given for you. And friend, if I can make the, the, the parallel to you and I today, I believe every child of God has the same purpose. And we all, 
It's God's, it would please the Lord. We all have the same goal. We should to be a minister to other people, to be a help to other people, to be a blessing to other people, and to be a witness to other people. That's every Christian's responsibility is to be a witness, to be a help. Friend, don't be sit in the church and say, well, well everybody else will be a help and everybody else will, 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 will take care of that. Friend, be a part of what God is doing. And there's something that I can do. Do you realize that even as the pastor of this church, there are people you can minister to that I cannot minister to? There are people who will cross your path who will relate with you more than they will the pastor of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. There are people that God will bring into your life across your path, and that's an opportunity as a child of God. I can be a help to them. I can minister to them. I'll give you a good example. This morning... All the Sunday school classes that took place, I cannot be in every Sunday school class. Matter of fact, I wasn't even in Sunday school this morning, but that's a whole other story. I can't teach every Sunday school class. I can't, I can't visit every person that, that, that comes to Sunday school. But as a Sunday school teacher, you have an opportunity to minister, to help meet spiritual needs, to help be a blessing, help them in their life, but also to be a witness. I believe we all have that purpose. As a child of God, don't underestimate the value of your life. Don't underestimate the value of what you bring to the cause of Christ. Friend, don't ever forget that you were important enough for God to send His only begotten Son. You were important enough for the Lord Jesus Christ to lay down His life and pay your hell. You were important enough for the price of salvation Well, friend, if you are important enough for Jesus to pay the ultimate price for your sins, you're important enough in the mind of God that he would craft a purpose for you, a plan for you that only you can fulfill. He sets them on his course to fulfill his purpose now as a child of God. Are you with me this this evening? To make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things. That's what he is designed for him to do. And certainly, Paul is well on his way to fulfilling the purpose for his life. A bold witness. Oh, if we could have just a, just a measure of the boldness of the Apostle Paul. Boy, a minister, a good example that comes to mind is the very people who are persecuting him, the very people who are, who are imprisoning him, or the very people who he has a heart to preach the gospel to. Well, he's fulfilling his purpose. But notice in verse 21, For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. We have seen in recent chapters up to this point some of the difficulty of the Apostle Paul. Some of the hardships of the Apostle Paul. Let me remind all of us as children of God, as servants of God, there are difficulties. There are difficulties. There are disappointments. There are injustices. There there, there are the hardships of life. And and Paul is experiencing those. Now, isn't it wonderful that the Christian life, there are those those mountaintop experiences. And and boy, I imagine Paul had quite a few of those. And the miracles that God did by his hand and the churches that God established. And if you read his other epistles, you can feel the love and the warmth and the joy in his heart as he addressed those believers in Christ who had been saved uh, but through his ministry. What an exciting thing to look back on your life and see the fruits of your labor. But these are difficult times. 
In verse 21, we're reminded that the Jews, they went to the temple and they're trying to kill him. Read the previous chapter. If you read the previous chapter, you see that, it, that he's having to bounce from prison to prison because everywhere he goes, they're trying to kill him. He gets in prison and they're conspiring how to even kill him while he's in prison. Then in verse number 22, he says, Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnesses both the small and great. We find at his day of salvation, Jesus tells him, Get up. Let's go fulfill your purpose. What is it? To be a minister and a witness. Let me say to every child of God tonight, You've been saved. Get up. Let's go fulfill our purpose. To be a minister and a witness. Many have been saved for a long time. And you've been able to be a minister and a witness. Some have been saved for shorter times. Let me just tell you tonight, God wants you to be a minister and a per- of your purpose to be a minister and a witness. But along the way, if you live life long enough, as many of us have, there's going to be difficulties. So what is it that we need to fulfill that purpose? We know the heart of Paul. He wanted to finish his course He wanted to complete the task. He longed for the day he stood before his Savior and he heard the words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Oh, that that would be the goal and the heart's desire for every member of Emmanuel Baptist Church to go all the way for God, not fall short uh, uh, before our time is done, to hear the Lord say one day, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You weren't perfect. You stumbled along the way, but you kept moving forward. You continued even in the difficulties. What are we going to need to fulfill the purpose of being a minister and a witness? Okay, three things tonight found in verse number 22. He says, having therefore, knowing that they're trying to kill him, having therefore obtained the help of God, I continue unto this day. Paul never quit. Let me say, first of all, that what you need to fulfill your purpose of being a minister and a witness is you better get God's help if you want to continue. You better get God's help if you want to continue. I believe Paul was a disciplined man. I believe Paul was a a strong man. But Paul did not continue because he was disciplined. Paul did not continue because uh, he was a strong man. Paul continued, and he testifies here, because he had gotten the help of of God. How is it that a Christian can stay in the work of God year after year, decade after decade? If they're honest, they'd have to testify tonight, I got God's help along the way. There was a time when, when my strength could not go on. There was a time when my wisdom could take me no further. There was a time when I had no answers for these questions in my life. But I turned to an almighty God, the same God that saved me, the same God that gave me a purpose. And, and here I am today, and quite honestly, Pastor, if I was honest tonight, I'm more surprised than anybody else here that I've gotten this far, that I've made it this far. I still have an opportunity to complete the the goal that God has set in front of me. I can still fulfill my purpose. And by the way, let me say, don't look back at all the stumbles and all the, the times you tripped in the road. The Bible says a just man falleth seven times and rises up again. It's not the fact that we stumble and we fall because we're prone to do that, but it's it's, it's get up and you keep moving forward. You can still fulfill your purpose. You can still fulfill the will of God for your life. You can still be a minister and a witness. Doesn't take a whole lot of qualifications to do that. You just got to be willing to keep going for God. But if you're going to do it, you better get the help of God. 
You can't do it on your own. Moms and dads, if you're going to rear your children for the cause of Christ, for the glory of God, you better get the help of God. You better get His help. What if you want a marriage that's going to stay strong and, 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 and get through the difficult times of life? You better get the help of God. Boy, as a church, we, we, we can't do this on our own. We can't do it on our own talent. We can't do it on our own ability. We've got to have the help of God. Christian, if you want to one day to be able to look back at your life and look at people that you've been able to minister to, Look at souls that because you were a witness to them. Boy, you've laid up those treasures for the cause of Christ and you've got those rewards waiting on the other side. If, if you don't want to fall short, how in the world are you going to stay faithful? You better obtain the help of God. He says, I continue unto this day. You find no pride in the Apostle Paul. He says, as I have attained the help of God. Let me tell you, a new Christian, how any Christian makes it in their Christian life, they get the help of God. Uh, you should have seen them when they got saved. You should have seen them when they first got in church. You could have just seen, sometimes a new Christian would say five years, and even they get that 10-year mark as, wow, this is, I never anticipated. Uh, one, I'd be able to accomplish the things for the Lord I accomplished, but I never anticipated some of the difficulties that I would face. You better get the help of God. And can you? And then one day you'll be able to testify, here I am in spite of all that's happened. Not because of my own strength, not because of my own knowledge, not because of my own ability, but because I obtained the help of God. Well, that's why you've got to stay in the house of God. You've got to stay in the Word of God. You've got to continue to grow in prayer, in your relationship with God. You've got to obtain His help. If you're going to fulfill your purpose, being a minister and a witness, you have to. You have to obtain His help. He says, having therefore obtained the help of God, I continue unto this day. Notice, witnessing both the small and great. If you're going to continue in your purpose as a minister and a witness, number two, you need to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is witnessing. But I want to look at it a, a broader. We know that getting the gospel to the lost, that's the important thing. That's the main thing. That's the heartbeat of God. But I want to look at it a little broader. He kept his purpose the main thing. A lot of times Christians let things that don't matter get in the way of that which does matter. Sometimes people let the busyness of life and the busyness of the world get in the way of the schedule that uh, it keeps them from do keeping the main thing the main thing. What is the main thing? I'll look at it very broadly tonight. The main thing is, is, is the purpose that God has given you. The will for his life for you is to be, a, to be a minister, to be a witness, is to participate in the cause of Christ. Anything that keeps you from that is you got to look at as an enemy to you. Everything else is secondary to the purpose that God has given the child of God. If God has given it to us, how in the world can we think something else is just as important or more important? There's nothing as important as doing the will of God in your life. Oftentimes, Christians, sometimes even, just because we don't pay attention, we let our schedule get too full for all the things of God. 
We let our priorities become something other. And parents, let me just say this. Your priority is to rear your children for the glory of God. Your priority is not to rear them so they can make a lot of money one day. So that they can, they can, they can fulfill a career that you've picked out for them. Well, well, I want them to have. No, I want them to have a life where they know they can lay their pillow, uh, their head on their pillow at night, knowing they're in the center of God's will, doing exactly what God has created them to do. And we ought to rear our children to the glory of God, and not let anything get in the way of that. You must keep the main thing, the main thing. Can I tell you on Sunday what the main thing is? It's not the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not any other football team. It is what goes on at the house of God. That is the main thing. And if the Lord allows you to participate in the music ministry, whether it's in the orchestra, whether it's in the choir, this special music, guess what? That's that's more important. That, that takes place on Sunday. That's a priority in the service. You say, well, well, I'm going to have to give up this in the week if I'm going to be part of that. Well, friend, let me tell you something. They're not giving rewards in heaven for working overtime. They're not giving rewards in heaven for a hobby. But let me tell you what they will give rewards in heaven for. For you fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. For you participating in the work of God. Doing what God would have you to do. Boy, there are rewards in heaven for that. You've got to keep the main thing the main thing. Well, pastor, I'd get more involved, but I'd have to give up. What's the main thing? Are you want to continue? Do you want to fulfill your purpose? You know, I, I want to hear the Lord, my Lord and Savior one day say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. If that's going to happen for me, if that's going to happen for you, then we have got to keep what God's purpose is for our life as the priority as the main thing. Well, what about taking care of my family? Friend, you're looking at your priorities all wrong. It's, it's God's responsibility to take care of his children. Now, it's my responsibility to do what he, whatsoever my hand finds to do to do with all my might. It's my responsibility to trust him. It's my responsibility to work. But duties never conflict. And my right priority is to do the work of God, fulfill the purpose, to be a minister and a witness. Whose life can I invest in? Boy, this, 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 is, this is always an underlying thought in my life and ministry, but even more so in recent days. Whose life can I invest in? Whose life can I make a difference in? As the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church, I want to be faithful to preach the gospel. I want to be faithful to teach and preach the word of God. Well, that, that's my goal. That's my priority. I want to be faithful uh, to be, be, do, be what I should be in prayer and in other areas of my life. Uh, but, but, but I want to invest in the lives of other people. I want to make a difference. That's being a minister. Christian, it doesn't matter uh, who you are or how long you've been saved or how, how long you've been a member of the church or what you do or what you don't do in the church. Uh, there's somebody that you can invest in. There's somebody that you can make a difference in. Keep the main thing the main thing. Let me help you now. I'll move on to number three and we'll be done. You're not the main thing. I'm not the main thing. The church does not revolve around you. The church does not revolve around me. But we have a purpose. I want to make a difference. Am I a Sunday school teacher? Don't look at your class. Don't look at your class as something that I do to check a box in my Christian service. This is what I do because I like to do it. No, there's somebody's life you are to be a minister to. 
You are to influence, you are to impact, you are to alter the course of their life and their eternity. Mom and dad, don't just look, well, these are kids that God has given me. No, you have an opportunity, you have a responsibility to influence them and impact them and minister to them. God is going to bring somebody along their path. I look at it this way. I'm going to cross the path of somebody tomorrow, and God's going to allow me to pastor them without them ever being a member of Emmanuel Baptist Church. They're going to cross my path, and as a Christian, as a child of God, I'm going to be able to fulfill my purpose to be a minister to them, to be a witness to them. That's the responsibility we all have. We can't let that get out of focus. We've got to keep the main thing the main thing. Thirdly and finally, if we see what we're going to need to fulfill the purpose of being a minister and a witness. We see at the end of verse 22 saying, None are witnessing both to small and great. And by the way, let me just go back. Don't, don't, don't fall into this trap or don't you try and play God and say, Well, that's small, that's great. Let me focus on the great and ignore the small. Because what you might determine as small or what you might, the person you might determine as insignificant, it may be the exact opposite when it comes to what heaven has planned. And by the way, Jesus died for all men. There are no small in the eyes of God. There are no, and Christians, I think we all, we all have to be reminded of that from time to time. Everybody has an eternal soul. Everybody needs somebody to invest in them. Everybody needs somebody to care about them. Everybody needs somebody to show them the love of Christ, the light of Christ. And it's small and great. He says, I have been faithful to test every day, and this day, witnessing both the small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. I underline in my Bible those three words, none other things. If I... I'm going to fulfill my purpose of being a minister and a witness. Then I, number three, have got to stay with the Bible. He says, I've, I don't bring anything, none other things other than what Moses and the prophets with the word of God. Friend, it does not, it does not matter what the world's philosophy is. Stay with the Bible. It doesn't matter what the latest religious survey says. Stay with the Bible. It does not matter what Hollywood says. It does not matter what public education says. Stay with the Bible. It doesn't even matter what Oprah says or Dr. Phil says or anybody else along those lines says stay with the Bible. It doesn't even matter what some religious man says. It doesn't even matter what a Baptist says. Stay with the Bible. Child of God, you need the Word of God. Stay with the Bible. Well, it just seems like, I, I, I just don't think it's working. Stay with the Bible. God doesn't get in a hurry. He does not get in a hurry. We as Christians, we fall in this trap in this world we live in of instant results. Well, well, here, okay, I, I want out of this mess. And God says, if I, if, I, if I ask him, I'll get out of this. And we ask him one time and expect God to just, just, just take care of all of our problems. And God says, no, come and ask me again. I had to allow those difficulties to come in your life to get you to even talk to me. You want me to remove it from your life so you'll go not talking to me? Come talk to me again. Come ask me again. Oftentimes, there'll be some who'll come to me for financial counseling and they'll say, Pastor, I need help with my finances. And the first thing I start with is, okay, are you tithing? 
Well, not like I should have been. All right, start tithing because you're not getting out of that mess until you tithe. And they'll, okay, okay, and they'll get, okay, I've got it all figured out. But I'm not going to have money at the end of the month. Don't worry about the end of the month. You better worry about keeping God pleased. They'll put one tithe check in and say, Pastor, I still can't pay my bills. You've got some catching up to do. So God, God, get, no, stay with the Bible. Well, I didn't get the results that I thought I would get. Stay with the Bible. There are many young Christian. If they had the opportunity to testify tonight, they would testify for all these decades I've stayed with the Bible. I didn't always see, I didn't always know how it would work out. But I can testify tonight that I have no regrets of sticking with the Word of God. I have no regrets of staying with the Bible. Because what God says is true. What God says will happen will happen. What God says will take place will take place. Well, I certainly want to have the same testimony as the Apostle Paul. I hope you do as well. So we read in 2 Timothy chapter 4, his time of departure was at hand. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. He says, I fought a good fight. He fulfilled the purpose that God has given him. He reminds the king, he says, King, he says, all these things have been said about me. But let me tell you what happened on my road, this road to Damascus. I met Jesus. And after I got saved, he gave me a purpose. And quite frankly, the purpose was what the Jews didn't like. It was to be a minister, to be a witness. So what, what, what purpose do I have? God hasn't called me to preach. God hasn't called me to be a missionary. God has, What purpose do I have? Same as the Apostle Paul. To be a minister, to be a witness. I said this often, I'll remind this to you, and then I will actually close with this. There are people that they'll take love from you a lot quicker than they'll take love from a pastor. Because that's just what a pastor does. He's supposed to do that. There's somebody that you'll cross paths with. There's somebody that's in your life probably now that you can be a minister to, a witness to. Let's fulfill our purpose. Oh, our city needs us. Our city needs our church. This world needs the churches like Emmanuel Baptist Church. Oh, don't ever, let's never fail to see the importance we have. Uh, 25 young people in Bible college, that doesn't happen in churches. Uh, the things that God's allowed us to do, missionaries on deputation, getting ready to go to the mission field, churches being started, God has blessed us. You say, why has God favored us? I think it's just because God's given us all a purpose. Said, let's go do our purpose. Let's minister. It's not about us. Let's minister. Let's be a witness. Let's fulfill our purpose tonight. I want to continue. Do you want to continue? Do you want to hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Well, tonight there's three things from this verse of Scripture that I think we need to learn from so that we can fulfill the purpose God has given us. Father.